Welcome to the Innovation Experts, a global podcast brought to you by Farnell, Newark and Element 14, where you can find out about the latest innovations in the world of electronics. Hello and welcome to the Innovation Experts, a global podcast by Farnell. My name is Dave Beck and I'm Global Director of EMEC and Passives, joining you live from Leeds, United Kingdom. Today, we have Alexandra Rangel from Eton, joining us from Rhode Island in the US. Alexandra is a National Power Expert Application Engineer from Eton's Power Components Division, focusing on meters, relays and digital software. She has almost 10 years experience working in electrical engineering and computer system integration. In this new episode, we're going to find out how companies can achieve process optimization with innovative design and use of analytics to inform smarter decision making. According to Alexandra, manufacturers of all sizes must immerse themselves in Industry 4.0 revolution to remain competitive. Welcome to the podcast, Alexandra. Thank you, Dave, for having me today. Okay, Alexandra, so we're here to talk about Industry 4.0. What does Industry 4.0 mean to Eaton? Industry 4.0 for Eaton is something that we're really focusing on. It's basically we're adopting the different technologies within Industry 4.0 to create a digital factory. We hope that with the adaptation of the different Industry 4.0 technologies, you know, we're going to be able to achieve our goals in improving operational performances, whether it's in the area of productivity, the area of quality, or even how we go to market with our components and our products by anywhere between 5 to 10%. It's definitely a very exciting market and it is in the early stages of adoption. What do you think are the most kind of common challenges and pitfalls when customers try to move to an industry 4.0 system? Well, first of all, before even moving into some of the challenges that some of our customers are having, it's really important to first understand what are the different technologies that are out there for them. And then from there, we take it into really understanding what the problem is. Most of the time when a lot of our customers are looking to look into industry 4.0, they don't even know where to begin. And part of the reason behind that is the fact that they truly haven't identified yet what the problem they're trying to solve. So are they trying to solve a problem with delivery? Are they trying to solve a problem with costs? Are they trying to solve a problem with quality? Or it might be more in depth within their factory and then maybe even having an issue with tools or performance. So that's first one of the challenges we see. Another thing is many companies do not have a roadmap and don't have experience in-house on how to deploy the connected solution. Most importantly, most of the time they don't have a champion within the organization who is going to own and drive the strategy itself. So one of the first things, you know, digitalization as a whole, we got to understand what the problem is and what we want to do, what we want to solve. And then we can really start thinking about what the different technologies that we have available that would fit to solve that problem. So one of the things within the industry 4.0, we have different technologies. So it could be from robotics, where you have machines collaborating with machines. You have addictive manufacturing, where you might be using a 3D printer to help us create a prototype. You might even have some of the augmented reality where machines are now able to see through where people can't be there in person. And then we're also getting into advanced analytics. 
at this point, we're looking at, we have all this data, but now having the opportunity for your machines to be able to do some of the decision-making in order to expedite and optimize your performance. That's really interesting. So when you think about, you touched upon it earlier, things like productivity and quality and you spoke there, Alexandra, about analytics. I guess companies need to understand what the benefits are to really adopt what they want to do in that area. So what benefits should companies see from adopting an Industry 4.0 approach? Dave, I would think they should be gaining operational efficiencies. They should be doing performance improvements. They're going to be getting more data and insights. They're going to be able to use that data to be able to drive productivity and then make knowledge decisions on how to proceed next. The big benefit for anybody who's adopting Industry 4.0 is that the first thing a lot of factories, plants, whoever the facility is located at, we understand that they don't have a knowledge of their facility. So one of the first things that happens is people have to take a step back and understand what kind of machinery, what kind of information or tools are out there that can get completely interconnected into a solution. And that alone, being able to have an understanding of how individual components or individual machines in your actual factory floor are performing can also help you provide some knowledge that you didn't even have before in the facility. This has been one of the first steps that we've learned that a lot of facility managers or even us in Eaton for implementing Industry 4.0 is we're starting to get a better understanding of areas where we can improve based on some of the information that we're getting from the different components down on the shop. Yeah, so this is a complex area, isn't it, Alexandra? So you talked earlier about the big data, the analytics. It is a very complex area. and. I think a lot of people expected a much faster rollout of Industry 4.0. You know, I've been reading about it for a number of months and years, and I expected it too. Are you surprised at the time that it's taking companies to adopt this approach? Absolutely. Many people come in thinking, we're going to go ahead and we're going to adopt Industry 4.0. It's going to be super easy. But what happens is a lot of people underestimate all the work that it takes to bring up and deploy technologies in order to play in the industry 4.0 or what we call smart factories, right? So first of all, one of the biggest things that even as we're starting to look at industry 4.0 is everybody has to walk in with having a digital mindset. One of the things that people run into is that there has to be a change in the culture. You're going to start adopting different technologies. For Eaton as a whole, one of the biggest things that has helped us is the fact that our message of Industry 4.0 is driven from the top level down, right? So you have leadership that is behind the drive or the reason of why we're going after it, right? So because your leadership has a buy-in to it, then the people downstream in different organizations and verticals within the company, it's it's easier to adopt the Industry 4.0 research or investing into it. So when we start looking at our plants itself or looking at, hey, how we're going to implement Industry 4.0, one of the biggest challenges is people are taking factories coming from Industry 3.0, where we've introduced computers, we introduced networks, everything is connected somehow, but everything is in its own different software, its own different platform. The idea between Industry 4.0 is to be able to have 
a total connected solution where all your different systems are working together to achieve one or a couple different goals, right? So when I walk in to a facility or I'm helping a customer out when they are interested about doing implementing industry 4.0, one of the first things that comes up is the fact that they have all these different tools, they have all these different machines, and they may not necessarily, even though locally, they know how the machine is doing, all of those components are not interconnected together. So because of that, it helps, for example, for a company to bring an expert from outside to kind of help lay out a blueprint of, hey, these are the goals we want to achieve. Here is our plan. How do we move forward into a industry 4.0 connected solution? Really interesting perspective. I love your terminology where you say you've got to have that digital mindset. The phrase, if it can be digitalized, it will be digitalized. It kind of resonates with me a little on this one. And I guess companies now need to show an ROI because these are big investments. These are complex investments and they're big investments. So some recent Farnell research showed that there were difficulties in identifying or achieving a positive ROI and it could have been an issue that's potentially delaying industry 4.0 deployment. How easy is it to measure the financial benefits? I mean, the ROI, <laughs> that can be taken into so many different parts of the whole factory or plant as a whole, right? One of the things that we want to kick it off a couple of steps back is, for example, right now in the industry, and we're seeing this throughout all the different industries, is the fact that we have a lack of talent. This has just been a lot of different components that are playing into this, factoring into the fact, you know, first of all, the electrical industry, let's take a manufacturing plant as a whole, for example, the people who maintain the facility, who run the facility, who's very familiarized with everything that's interconnected from an electrical distribution, or even a mechanical piece, there's a large part of it that are baby boomers, and we're starting to see a large trend of retirement. Another thing that we're not seeing is the fact, you know, that this knowledge is not being passed down, and there hasn't been a good succession plan of who's going to take over my plan if this person were to retire. So what's happening at a lot now is a lot of factories, plants, even regular facilities as a whole are starting to think about, I need to understand what's going on with my equipment. Because of that, we're starting to get a little bit more into the predictive maintenance, the predictive diagnostics, and just to put some stuff into perspective for you. We in the end have developed something called a power expert release trip unit. What's neat about this, that this is a little electric trip unit that's built into our breakers. Whether you're a small control panel or you're in medium voltage distribution equipment, one of the things that's in common in all of the different pieces of equipment is the fact that there's a breaker in there. And I'm just using this as an example. What we've done with that electronic trip unit is we made it smart. So whether you're in a low voltage application or a medium voltage application or PXR25 trip unit, has a lot of data that is going to be able to provide the user. And one of those things is health. And again, I'm just using this in building into the ROI piece of it. The PXR25 trip unit that's built into our breakers as a whole, you know, it has a health parameter, which basically tells me, hey, this is how my breaker is doing. And this is something that needs to so much attention to. 
So we know that it's my breaker health. It's telling me, hey, I'm at 25%. You know that in your next maintenance, you might have to focus on that specific piece of equipment. And I'm using this health example because this is something that's being transmitted into other components within a facility. Being able to get the different health parameters or getting the alarming from each individual piece of component and bringing it to a centralized location. So you know that next time you have to do maintenance plan, hey, I need to focus on this piece of equipment because if something's not right. And not even that, it allows someone to not have to wait until the maintenance part of it, when you have a shutdown, you're doing maintenance to that piece of equipment, you might have to be proactive before something were to happen. So now tying into the ROI, we could talk about reliability, but the biggest thing that I think as we start looking at industry 4.0 as an example is how much would it cost someone if that tool were to go down and it stops your whole manufacturing floor, right? What if it stops your whole conveyor line? And because that process is down, let's say eight hours, how much are you losing of not being able to roll out? So being able to gather data and be able to make smart decisions about it, it's something that's going to play into the ROI as a whole. Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective. So this predictive maintenance and lack of downtime is going to be a massive saving for businesses to be able to get the production runs working in a more efficient way. I loved how you talk about people in this. You talk about there's a lack of talent. You know, you talk about experience and knowledge. And I guess this is really interesting because in our recent survey, we found many of Farno customers are partnering to deliver IoT services and products. Is Eaton also using partnerships to deliver a complete industry 4.0 solution? Absolutely, we are definitely partnering. So let's break it down in a couple of ways. If you go to the Eaton website today, there's gonna be a digital tab that says, digital and within there when you click on that you drives in into what we're calling bright layer what eaton is doing and i mean this is really going to drive a lot of our future within the company is the fact that we're putting all of our different software solutions into one platform i'm meaning when you sign up for bright layer think about it on your phone no you have a bunch of different apps and each app does something specific so you can think about bright layer being that same equivalent but for us to be successful in launching these different products, it really comes down to having a partnership with both different people who are going to help provide your solution, but also we're partnering with our customers. You know, Industry 4.0 is not just Eaton coming out with a solution and putting it out there. Not at all. We all have something to learn from each other in the way we're implementing. There may be ways that our customers are doing things that we haven't even thought about that we could partner up with them and be like, all right, I see the need for this feature. I see the need for this solution as a whole and implementing it. We are all here to learn. Eaton by itself is not gonna do it by itself in the sense that we are truly taking value, not just what we're doing, but really in us helping and assisting our customer share. So that's primarily when we start thinking about partnerships we're not just talking individual segments within Eaton, but really where we're going to market and who we're supporting. 
Yeah, it's really interesting to hear you talk about that, Alexandra, because it seems like it's evolving. Things evolve, things change. Just kind of linking into another mega trend, we identified a really fast adoption of artificial intelligence in industrial IoT. Are Eaton using AI? I know you spoke about analytics and we've spoke about big data, but are Eaton using AI to deliver Industry 4.0 solutions? Absolutely. The thing about it is COVID really accelerated us to actually test out our augmented reality per se. So if you think about when we go back to the beginning of the pandemic, you know, everything closed down. And one of the biggest things was part of our production floor, whether it's switch gear or some of our switchboards and stuff, they're my need of a factory witness test. So with the lockdowns and everything that was happening, we couldn't bring people into the plants. So instead we thought about how do we bring the plant? How do we bring the piece of equipment to our customers? So Eaton did a great job creating a virtual per se factory witness test where we were able to provide visualizations to the piece of equipment, do the testing while having people from all over the country, sometimes even all over the world, to be able to see and test that piece of equipment. So that's one example of how we're using augmented reality. Another piece of it, we're using quite a bit to train. One of the biggest things we have is our field services organization. And sometimes what we wanna do is Again, we're going to that gap where we couldn't really bring people to plants or locations is how we bring the training to our field service engineers who need to be trained on pieces of equipment. So that was another way where we're testing augmented reality in being able to put an engineer in front of equipment that they're going to be servicing. Those are two different ways where we're fully embracing the virtual reality, augmented reality into our daily, whether it's operations within our factories or even through our services team. It's so exciting when you describe things in that way, being able to do something in a virtual environment that can be done anywhere at any time all over the world. It really does showcase the crazy speed that technology develops. A shameless plug for Eaton in terms of their products, but what makes Eaton's solutions so unique? What are the unique selling points for the Eaton products? That's a great question to ask. And depending who you ask, you may get a slightly different answer. And I think one of the biggest things is the people leading the initiatives, the people who are implementing the solutions and coming up with the solutions within Eaton. We have a strong group of people that understands our customers, understands what our customers need, and the reality behind of how much work it's going to take to be able to implement everything together. We have our own plans where we're implementing Industry 4.0. We're taking our lessons learned from our implementation, our execution, into what we're selling out in the market per se. We want to make sure that whatever solution we're providing our customers is something that we've tested. We know that it's going to work and we're not here just to try to sell you something because we need to sell you something. So going back to my piece of it is my components, my product line, we really focus in, Hey, 
looking at other vendors and looking at other competitors and such, what Ian, my team is bringing to the table is how easy it is for us to take a very dumbed down component and you get more and more out of it. So I might've gone in a little bit of a rant there, Dave, but I think, you know, it really comes down to eating experiences and how we're going to market between us executing industry 4.0 and what we actually want to provide to our customers. Yeah, definitely not a rant, I don't think there, Alexandra. I think really interesting about the customer centricity. I think all brilliant businesses are built on a really relentless focus on customers. And it's great to see that Eaton see a similar mindset there. Now, this is my favorite question of the podcast. This is where you become a visionary. What do you think is going to be the biggest change in tech, in IoT, Industry 4.0, in the next five to 10 years? Now, I know you've not got the crystal ball, but what's going to be the biggest change that you think we're going to see in the next five or 10 years? I think we're going to see a much, much larger push on the piece of data analytics and artificial intelligence, whether you're a big corporation like Eaton or, you know, a lot of the resources at the moment that they're going to is hiring data analytics. One of the biggest things is customers don't care so much about the data anymore, but what I can do with the data. So the piece of artificial intelligence where you can take this data, have a machine figure out what's needed and present you for the options, but also being able to make a decision with it. So there's going to be a little more autonomy within plants and factories where we're really going to have a true definition of factory 4.0 in the sense of connectivity and how everything's working together. So that's where I see the future going into artificial intelligence. I think we're going to see a lot more of it. Yeah, you paint a very compelling and exciting future there, Alexandra. I think it'll be an interesting time that we're going to see in the coming years. Is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't covered as yet? One of the things that I'm going to wrap up and it's just say here at Eaton, we're developing things thinking of our customers, right? That's one of the things that I'm enjoying. Part of the current role that I have is the fact that I start thinking about how our components are gonna fit into the total solution of our customers. And I just wanna drive back in at the fact that we're really taking the initiative of partnering up with our customers as we're all on this path of digitalization. We wanna make sure that we're working hand in hand as we're adopting technologies, as we're making our components smarter in how to help our customers implement that in the industry 4.0. So I think we're right now, we're in a very exciting time, whether we're implementing components in the field or the whole bright layer piece, which is taking a whole turn by itself, just because it can be anything you want it to be, because we're at that point where we're driving, we're thinking, we're about what are the needs or what we need to develop that are going to be useful for someone implementing Industry 4.0. Definitely a very exciting time coming. At the end of each podcast, Alexandra, we like to ask our guests a few questions. So I do love this round just to get to know you a little better. Are you ready for a quick fire question round? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so what's the craziest application you've seen one of your products used in? 
Oh, man. So I don't know if you would call it craziest, but it was one of those where, and this is not going back to the pandemic, so I don't mean to be a downer on it, but one of the craziest applications was we sold a IoT solution where we use a wireless gateway with one of our meters or PXM 1000 series to monitor and understand our loading in a temporary switch gear that they had set out. And what was crazy about it, that the reason they had installed this meter to understand the loadings in, in the gear itself was to understand if there was a potential of adding more refrigeration. So this was, again, I don't mind to be sounding downy downer here, but it was one of the craziest things thinking about, hey, could we add another refrigerating line to that temporary piece of equipment because they were using it temporarily as a morgue. But the fact that we were able to provide a quick plug-in solution where someone could walk, didn't even have to walk near the gear because that was primarily the biggest safety aspect of it was nobody wanted to be near the piece of equipment because it was near the refrigeration units. So being able to provide data remotely from a safe location, I mean, that went a long way. So I thought that was, I mean, from my application, from where I see my components goes, this was not something in a million years that I would have anticipated one of my products coming in where they were helping keep people safe. Okay, yeah, good, interesting. What about your favorite band? Who's your favorite band of all time? Oh man, all of all time. Ugh. So I could say that I absolutely love Shakira, but I love her original stuff when I was six years old where she was primarily making all her content in Spanish. So when I think about the old time, you know, I could listen all day, I would say Shakira. She's right up there, Alexandra, in my favorites too. What about the biggest challenge? What's the biggest challenge that you faced in your career and how did you overcome it? When I started my career, we look at my first five years with Eaton I was part of the services department. So I was with a power system automation group. So I was out in construction sites and I was actually implementing electrical power monitoring systems. So we go in while the site's still in construction mode. So one of the things that I had to was the biggest challenge was most of the time there was one to five women at a construction site. So one of the things is after a while, you start getting the courage, you start building that confidence. You know what, just because I'm a woman, I fit in here, I know what I'm talking about, I can do the work. So that was one of the biggest challenges, particularly when I was in the field, was showing up at a construction site. They would say, hey, Alex Rangel is gonna come out. They will be there tomorrow. And then I would drive up to a construction site on my pickup truck and they're all expecting, you know, a Alex and they get an Alexandra here. And for a lot of people, that was a culture shock. So learning how to be patient, learning how to stand your ground when it's needed. And it was the best time of my, I want to say my career, because it was the largest piece of my career where I did my most learning. I got into pieces of equipment. I fixed issues. I ran a whole EPMS site for one of our hyperscale dangers and really implementing our EPMS. So that would be where I would say that I've overcome and grown the most. Yeah, thank you, Alexandra. I've really enjoyed this talk today. It's been fantastic. So if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? So if you 
want to learn more about any of our products or you want to know more about where we're heading with the digital solution, use my name, Alexander Rangel at Eaton.com. And if I don't have the answer, I will be more than happy to guide you to the person who would be able to assist you. I love talking about our solutions. I love talking about how we can implement them. And most importantly, we like being able to take a solution from zero and being able to be not part of your problem, but be part of your solution. Perfect. Alexandra, thank you so much for joining us on the Innovation Experts podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd like very much to encourage you to check out Alexandra Rangel at Eaton Online to find out more about their specialist products and services. Dave, thank you for having me again on this. This was an awesome opportunity. Go out to the eatonwebsite.com and click on that digital tab and you can learn more where we're heading with Industry 4.0. We would love to hear what you have to say about how Industry 4.0 is supporting innovation in your sector. So please get in touch with us at technology at farnell.com or you can contact me on LinkedIn. Just search Dave Beck. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I'll see you all for another expert interview on the Innovation Experts very soon. Until then, thanks for listening.